Um, boy, I, I think we, I think it would be nice to just say welcome to the workshop inaugural episode with, um, Stuart Uphill Brown and Wyatt Bunce. And, uh, we love our listeners and, and welcome. Yeah, I think uh, that sounds like a great place to start. Um, you know, it's it's weird not being in front of our normal audience. Um, yeah. But, you know, thanks to technology, we, we'll get this out there and, you know, listeners will listen as they always do. And, right. Uh, well, it's been really strange. I mean, yeah, we are used to being together. We're used to um, sometimes even a live audience of, you know, who knows how many people I lost count. Yeah. It's really the qu- quality of people who attend mostly that's inspiring for us, but yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, uh, and we definitely pride ourselves on the quality of, of listener, mm-hmm. uh, that just happens to find its way to the workshop. I know you mentioned we had, uh, some commercials that we had to get through. got to keep the lights on, you know? Um, that's right. Um, well, yeah, I mean, uh, first, we, there are a couple of sponsors we have to thank and we would love to thank. We love their products. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, we have a very special, as, as our viewers know, um, a, a section at the end, uh, which is called Face the Critics. And it's brought to you by Maui Jim Sunglasses. Um, Maui Jim, uh, they've got a new polarized lens coming out. I love this lens. It's a, it's a beautiful lens. Um, mm-hmm. And they would like me to say, see through the bullshit, welcome to Face the Critics. Fantastic. Yeah, and we'll obviously revisit that when we get to that section of, of our show here. Um, yeah, I just want to say I have a pair of Maui Gems myself. And really the way they cut through uh, to what you're looking at is just, yeah. <laughs> I mean. Well, I love, what I find about Maui Gems is they have a kind of rounded uh, they they fit in the eye socket really nicely, and they have kind of a rounded spherical uh, yeah. lens that is is sort of futuristic. No, um, totally. I almost want to say Neo. I don't know if Maui Jim gave Neo his glasses, but or Mr. Anderson, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, Mr. Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's important. Kind of, I find it's important to be able to see my eyebrows above mm-hmm. my glasses. Yeah. Otherwise, you know. <laughs> People can't see how well, you have great eyebrows. You have incredible <laughs> Thank you. eyebrows. Thank and you. I, I want to see them too. And mm-hmm. that's why I love you and Maui Jims. <laughs> what do you say here? I, I mean, I brought a piece of art that I wanted to share with you. Great. Um, do you uh, have a preference going first or second? Um, I'll go second. I, I, I should warn you that my piece of art, and I know it's a podcast, is visual, but there's also sound. Okay. Um, and I just, I thought it, it's a scene from a movie that's one of my favorites ever. You may already know it, but, um, but maybe I'll go, maybe I'll go second. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. I, um, I've started with a poem, uh, for our first workshop. Um, okay. that's been, they've just been kind of on my mind lately. Um, and okay. this is one that I think you've probably, I've probably shared with you at some point. Uh, it's a, it's a fan favorite. It's a great one. Uh, it's okay. an easy, easy hit. I'm sure um, a lot of our listeners will will be familiar with this poem, but it's the okay. Lake, the Lake Isle of Innisfree by W. B. Okay. Yeats. Um, w. Uh, William Butler Yeats is the poet. Okay, yeah, um, great, yeah. 
I will arise and go now, and go to Innisfree, and a small cabin build there of clay and wattles made. Nine bee rows will I have there, a hive for the honey bee, and live alone in the bee-loud glade. And I shall have some peace there, for peace comes dropping slow, dropping from the veils of the morning to where the cricket sings. There midnight's all a glimmer, and noon a purple glow, and evening full of the linnet's wings. I will arise and go now, for always night and day, I hear lake water lapping with low sounds by the shore. I will, while I stand on the roadway or on the pavement's gray, I hear it in the deep heart's core. It's a good I want to be there. Yeah. Drop me right into that poem and <laughs> just sink me in that. Yeah, it's um, it's a really lovely one. I love saying it out loud just because he, he does such great consonant play in it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. There's just so many yeah. fun words to say and fun lines to read. Um, yeah, what was that word, waddle? Near the beginning, there was a word, waddle something. Oh, uh, a small cabin build there of clay and wattles made. And wattles made. Oh, yeah, yeah love pretty that. good. I don't know what that means, but I love that. <laughs> waddles, <laughs> waddles are kind of like a, I think they're kind of like a reedy grass found oh, in the wow. UK. Um, so it's kind of, I imagine it's like a thatch clay house or hut. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I, I'm down to start with a few thoughts I have about it. Um, Great. for me, yeah. it's a very sentimental poem because I as- mm. associate it heavily with, uh, Sierra camp, uh, yeah. where, you know, you may have heard of it. It's a small little yeah. understated camp on Fallen Leaf Lake in, in the Sierras. And, I've heard of, um, heard of that. Yeah. Is it, it's describing an escape and the poem itself is an escape for me. So, <laughs> um, I, I like, it's maybe a bit on the nose, the, the symbolism there, but I really like, um, how effectively in describing this, this escape that he hopes to go to, he actually is taking you on one. Uh, um, yeah which is awesome. And that's how I feel about camp. When I sit and think about it, I, I can almost get there uh, yeah. sometimes. And yeah, it's uh, there's that last stanza, which, you know, I kind of sometimes I have mixed feelings on it. I don't really like it because he kind of brings you out of the magic for a second. He's like, while I stand on the road, roadway or on the pavement's gray, I kind of just like being in his dream for the whole poem. But yeah, I do also relate to that, you know, like, um, you know, while yeah. I'm while I'm not there, I want to be there. While I'm at my desk. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, what was the last word? You cut out a little bit of the last word of the poem. What was the last word of the poem? Uh, sorry. Yeah, geez, that's horrible poetry recital by me. It's uh, the deep no, heart score. <laughs> it was a connect. It was a connectivity error. I will. I do have lots of notes on your uh, delivery, which I will get to. No. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, hear it what, in the deep heart's core. He hears the lake water lapping with low sounds by the shore in the deep heart score. The deep heart score. Deep heart. Deep heart. The deep heart score. Yes. Great. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that, I mean, I immediately, the, like, search for peace hmm. uh, hit me right away. That, like, I I have a big fantasy of having a big luscious garden someday somewhere where I can just like have, and I actually, I often think about, I'm sure this is popular. A lot of people probably think have this thought too, but 
like a full, completely empty day by a little brook uh, of, you know, trinkling water in grass that you can, you know, long grass that you feel comfortable lying down in and just having like the complete peace of an empty day. And this, uh, he said something about honey, bees, honey, something. Yeah. Um, he has this one line that's like self-sustaining. It's like I have nine bean rows and a hive for the honeybee. Like I've got everything I need kind of in this little dream. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I fantasize about that a lot. And I wonder if that, Kind of maybe maybe this is uh, some woo-woo shit I'm about to throw at you, but um, maybe that is a maybe that's something you can bring places. Maybe that's a uh, maybe this poem is a feeling that you can bring with you, yeah. Wherever wherever you may be, and uh, yeah. at this very podcast, may yeah. it be our um, may it be our honey um, escape, yeah. Uh, but God, yeah, oof, to have a, just an, a free day in a luscious nature. And I, I also love how it starts with such an urgency, too. It's like, I will rise and go now. Like, it's time, like, when he's writing it, it's like, oh, it's time to go now. Like, I, you know, I, I've got this dream fully realized, and I'm just going to go. Um, yeah. Mm. Which is, um, mm. yeah, I just like how it starts. It starts with, like, we're going for it, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and we uh, sorry what was the the first line is and i shall go now i will arise and go now i will arise and go now Ooh, Ooh, yeah free. i love yeah. that and yeah. it's called innis free innis free yeah it's i think it's an in- imaginary lake um okay that, but i love the that name i mean just what phonetically yeah in us free mm, yeah. is what i hear yeah when you say totally. it and yeah. uh just something to chew on. Just something I don't to know. chew on. It's rich. It's sh- a rich one. I'll hit one more One more thing that I had circled was, as you mentioned, yeah. the peace thing. Uh, I really like how he says, and I shall have some peace there, for peace comes dropping slow. It's just such mm, a cool yeah. description of peace. Like, it's not this thing you can achieve by, like, sitting just for mm. a second. You really have to, like, remove yourself and find – or find some space for it to like seep in slowly um yeah which we do less and less of obviously and also i something i'm thinking about is creating peace so like i'm getting really into incense yeah (laughs) big incense freak these days uh yeah i'm like trying constantly have an incense stick burning Mm -hmm. um it's actually how I measure time now is with incense <laughs> sticks. Incense sticks. Uh, oh no! Did I lose you? No, no, I, I hear you. I see Stu? you. What? Okay. Uh, where did you lose me? I lost you um, about incense as your standard of time. Yeah. And while we were while you were out, I was just explaining to our listeners that this is normally our intern would take care of this stuff, but um, yeah, our our uh, our intern Trent who. Yeah. Uh, I the guy we, we've been having issues with Trent. Yeah, he, he sent me a text this morning about he was on a backpacking trip, but no advance yeah, notice. Just, um, talk about just packing up and going. Yeah, I, mean, I, I respect that actually. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess to a degree I do. I yeah, you're listening. Um, but I hear you loud and clear now. Okay, great. Uh, incense, and yes, so creating peace. 
it, how it, how it is like it takes some effort maybe even to create a peaceful experience and getting yeah. into candles and uh when i had a bath i was taking baths and doing incense to kind of uh create the experience i think that's something you've always been good at Stuart. is creating experience putting the effort in to create an experience mm, which you. um that just whoever was raising me you know my that just didn't no one no one was like uh they let that one slide through the cracks <laughs> <laughs> to the whole team of uh to the whole team of wolves that uh, raised me. Yeah, they really didn't yeah. have much of an, a feel for feng shui in the, in the back. Yeah, right. Okay, I'm thinking about a good way to... I think we can... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think if you play the, the YouTube clip. video from your computer... Oops. Perfect. It's, so it's a scene from everything you always wanted to know about sex. It's, it's celebrating Gene Wilder. I okay. think, as opposed to as Amazing. opposed to Woody Allen made movie, yeah, who we don't like. Okay, great, and we'll we'll drop this for our listeners to watch on the website after. Great, right. and action. Good. So, now what seems to be the trouble? I'm in love with a sheep. I beg your pardon. I am in love with a sheep. And there, under the Armenian sky, had sexual intercourse. With the sheep. Naturally. Oh, God. It was the greatest lay I ever had. Mr. Milos, forgive me if I seemed at all shocked. I'm sorry. She no longer loves me. That's why I'm here. Because she's fallen out of love with me. How can you tell that? Oh, little things. She's cold, indifferent. Speak to her. She'll listen to you. Mr. Milos, you are crazy. I brought her all the way from Armenia. My brother says you are a great doctor. You, you saved his life once. You need a psychiatrist. I am a medical doctor. Speak to her, please. I can't talk to a sheep. Are you nuts? Dr. Ross, this is Daisy. Oh, good. Um, why don't you take her right into my office? Isn't Daisy beautiful? Yes, she is beautiful. Mr. Milos... You're a very nice man. I don't want to see you get into any trouble. What I don't think you understand is that you have a uh, psychiatric problem. You really need to see uh, someone in the, in the uh, psychiatry field. I'm a medical doctor. Um... <coughs> I know you didn't uh, mean any harm bringing this sheep in here, but I, <laughs> I have patients, you know, kidney problems and heart problems, and seeing a sheep just like that. It's... Hello, Daisy. <laughs> she, 
seen that before uh, I, it's one of my favorite little acting bits of all time just the the transition from telling him he, he has a psychiatric problem to slowly <laughs> starting to love this sheep oh. <laughs> the way yeah when it, there's a moment where he like giggles and, like she's lovely <laughs> <It's> like, yeah <laughs> hey, uh. I'm uh, I'm done. <laughs> so good. Uh, what um, is what is everything you want? Is everything you wanted to know about sex a movie or was it a short? It's a it's a movie. Okay. Yeah, it's a full feature. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. I, th- I think I saw it in high school, but that scene has always stuck with me as yeah. just. I love Gene Wilder, first of all, but um, yeah. I, God, that scene just kills. Oh, I think it's so brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to figure out, I like the whole lead up to of, um, I don't know, the whole lead up in, in the doctor, you know, when he's leaving the office, you can't do this, you can't, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then that whole shift. Oh, it's just such a perfect punchline at the yeah. end of the scene. It's such a. I don't know how, how that was ever fit into a movie, but I'm so glad it 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 happened. I know. <laughs> I I love Milos too. He, he's also actually pretty lovely in the scene. He like yeah. He's, when yeah, he's begging so, him. Yeah. So hopeful and uh, <laughs> yeah. wide eyed. It could it could be a, a a short movie on its own. That little scene. Yeah. Yeah. It feels. I, yeah. I, the reason I chose that too is i feel like that is like a masterful expression of like of my favorite comedy or like my comedic voice it uh, might be my favorite funny goof of all time and um yeah to go a little bit deeper into that is it what what are some specifics about it is it the any i it's the detail i, I think it's the subtlety of gene wilder's like the transition mm. there yeah. Uh, I mean, even the way he's like cupping the sheets, yeah. like he starts cupping the sheets. <laughs> it, you know what it is? It's the breaking down uh, from you have a psychiatric problem. Yeah, yeah. And I think you need to. It's that breaking it down into his like primal feelings. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's something of that melting away from what he should be saying to what he's actually feeling. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, he does it so slowly and so well, uh, yeah. just bit by bit by bit by bit. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm amazed. I feel like that's a a, a Gene Wilder like uh, skill that he really mastered. Was this like he gets energy without pace or like yeah. progress without pace, where he can just like sit in a moment or take so long to deliver a line and just like build tension and 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 yeah fit so many expressions into one pause or yeah i I does so much with silence too yeah at the beginning when the guy first tells him there's like a there's like a 30 second pause where he he does so much (laughs) every moment of that pause was juicy yeah yeah Uh, 
yeah. yeah, I could just watch stuff like that for ages. But I think that, as I said, that is kind of like a, a creative direction that, um, or my, my that I would like my voice to, or, or I find it moving in that direction. I mm-hmm. guess not in the same, uh, not in the same plane, but uh, yeah, uh, that is a, a sort of north star, if you will. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can. Um... I, I mean, I've obviously seen a lot of the uh, like little skits you do on your phone, um, yeah. and they always have like a a like subtle absurdity where you're navigating real emotions in an absurd kind of absurd situation, um, which you have you know a knack for. It's like it's mm. it's engaging and and uh, also you know those those. Ex- like those emotions are just hard to portray, especially in absurd situations like that. And I often find myself like when I'm trying to, you know, video myself or pretend act in the mirror, I'm overacting those moments or like doing too much, but really like, you know, gracefully moving between expressions and, and sitting in, in emotions a little more comfortably is, is a hard thing to do. Very well said. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's in, it is. I, I think that also, this might be the most obvious statement of all time, but that playing it sincere, just like, I, I think what I love is sincerity in an absurd situation. Yeah. Like, it's, it's an absurd situation, but you play it as true and it's <laughs> as sincere as you possibly can. And Gene Wilder is so such a master at that too yeah. it's yeah. never there's never an acknowledgement from gene that he's in a comedy exactly. you know yeah there are some actors who do acknowledge that like um it's like scary movie three or scary movie four or something like that yeah and one of the actors is acting and and in a way that's like i am now acting in a funny movie and mm-hmm. i'm acting in a funny way to yeah. match that funny movie tone yeah. and that never gets me that i love yeah. the scary movie movies especially <laughs> Especially the early ones, but uh, but I, I I it's the play the sincere playing it sincere in yeah. the absurd situation is it's always good yeah that's a bingo for me <laughs> that's a bingo yeah <laughs> I I I wish I had more uh, strong you know conflicting opinions on it but um, I thoroughly enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> I disagree <laughs> yeah. absurd situations are annoying and uh they are not what they should be dramatic actors belong in dramas and comedy actors belong in comedy okay there's no i think you know if 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 you're trying to be funny you should wear a goofy face (laughs) do something to let me know you're trying to be funny exactly i was waiting for the clown nose to come out the entire video and yeah you know this was just a weird drama about a a sheep sheep fucker or at least he could make a funny sound, like, a, you know, like a, you know, yeah. something to make us laugh. Yeah, something. Yeah. Now that's comedy. Yeah, thank you, you just did there. Um, well, Stu, is it time to uh... face the critics? <laughs> uh, Mountain Tunes, face the critics. Mally Jim's see through the bullshit. See through, sorry, excuse me. Yeah. 
Okay, so here's how it works. Here's my understanding of how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, I know our, you know, our thousands at least of listeners, you know, they've seen it a million times, but I just want to explain it as I understand it at this moment of what Face the Critics is. Yeah. So I will present an original thing I'm workshopping, hence the it's... name of the podcast. You know, something that an idea maybe I came up with or something I wrote that I, I haven't showed anyone. And, yep. and in live time in front of thousands, maybe even millions of people, yep. I'm going to present an unfinished work, uh, basically walk out on the plank of vulnerability for the sharks, the critics, the, um, you know, to, to basically eat me alive. Uh, and that's going to be you, Stu. Yep. And, and, we'll bit. Flip it up, and then we'll flip it up and I'll be the, uh, the shark. Is there, is there another element of this that I'm missing? No, I think that's really it. I mean, obviously, you have a chance to defend yourself um, against the okay. critics, but you know, uh, yeah, we'll see if you have anything you can stand on. Uh, <laughs> all right, I um, I wrote a poem for my original um, my original art. Beautiful, and um, it's uh, it's actually about the well. Maybe I'll just read it. And then yeah. uh, I'll see how much you, Mr. Smarty Pants gather. Critic, can gather. Yeah. Okay. Um, Great. All right. Yeah. It's okay. I'm not going to give any excuses for it before I read it. All right. Uh, it's called The Dancer. Mm. A few awkward thrusts, and now I'm a man. The toilet seat cushion used up data plan. That boyish rehearsing, a stage ready mind. Get up, walk it off, feet can't steady find. All flesh, no plastic, fucking feeling fantastic. You called me a dancer. All flesh, all flesh, have I broken something. Extinct in this foreign fluff, ready to die abreast. Inadequacies made clear as I stare at your chest. Why'd you let me? You know too much. He moves pretty well, a bit sensitive to touch. All flesh, no plastic. Who could love my pathetic ass? You called me a dancer. All flesh, all flesh. Mine's broken for good. Holy shit. Oh my god. That, I'm, Stu, I'm, uh, I'm not surprised, but I'm, because it's you, but, but also that I was not prepared for such beauty. Um, Thank you. Somehow. Thank you. Uh, wow. First of all, so snap reactions are the mixture of raw emotion and the playful nature of it, the playful vibe. Yeah. And then also like the kind of visceral imagery of flesh and toilet seats. And uh, yeah, it's it's both um, we're in the gallows and then we're also in the ivory mm. beautiful tower. It's like you bring us between beautiful romance and kind of naughtier like staring at the chest being yeah. sitting on the toilet seat barefoot i don't deserve but then also the beauty of the dancer uh the hip thrusting versus the the emotion we're feeling which is um when i see the the um the speaker feels is gratitude yeah. and amazement and love 
and playfulness and a feeling of like how could something as flawed as me be loved uh or even yeah. be called something like a dancer yeah um but yet i think the poem itself proves the the beauty of the poem despite the gallows uh humor and the like uh i don't know why i'm saying gallows humor it's not gallows humor it's not the right so, word the kind of like potty humor, humor a little bit potty yeah. humor yeah exactly potty humor the raunchier the raunchier side of it if there's beauty in this poem and it and it and it's so like sweet and and yet there's the potty humor in it and i think that mirrors what the speaker is experiencing how could a poem be as beautiful as this with such potty yeah. language how could uh a uh, thing as flawed as me be a dancer and be loved yeah. um wow boy did i love that and there's some really good wordplay um the alliteration of something f, f oh yeah the foreign fluff yeah yeah foreign fluff that worked really nicely and then there was a nice like dovetail thing i don't uh in the beginning oh god i, I, did, I wrote it down i did some annoying uh word flipping that i yeah, yeah, always yeah, hate yeah, but I, no, but I, you did it really well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, where can you it was uh, that boyish rehearsing a stage ready mind. Get up, walk it off. Feet can't steady find. Keep feet can't steady find. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you a little background. So the the poem is actually about um, my losing my virginity. Um, wow. <laughs> and awesome. uh, it, it lasted about, you know three thrusts and um that's one more than me (laughs) and uh afterwards you know she was obviously it was a shocking performance but she was so sweet she said i like moved like a dancer wow (laughs) so it's very sweet it's funny beautiful yeah moved like a dancer and i really appreciate that you didn't qualify it in the beginning yeah uh that you just went straight in to let me yeah, thanks. Up. Yeah, I was you know, um, you were expecting much more uh the the critics, you know, were were much much gentler than I was expecting. So, appreciate oh, it. Oh. Well, I mean, do you want me to get to whatever? Really <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. No, um Yeah, Stu, I don't think you have what it takes. Okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Either you have no, the, was... either you have the gift or you don't. Mm. I, I don't know. Yeah, rhyming, rhyming poetry is like, I know, it's like, what is this, 1820? Like, we don't do rhyming poetry anymore. And Yeah. Uh, no, I uh, I can't even. And no, I'm just so delighted as your friend to have been able to experience that poem. And I've never heard a poem of Stuart Uphill Brown's before. Oh, thanks, Wyatt. And it's beautiful. Thank you very much. Oh, good. Um. I feel like a total dope because my <laughs> thing is a, it's a little sketch, tiny little sketch seed of a sketch idea. Yes. The, that I bumbled across the other day. <laughs> okay. So this does require a touch of a setup here, but okay. Do you know, I, it, it's like a scene in a movie or some like fifties documentary or something like, uh, you know, when someone goes like, and then I was off to New York City. 
where the world never sleeps, or you know, where the city that never sleeps. And I was starting my journey as a salesman or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. So you can imagine it's like that kind of documentary uh, over voice, Mm -hmm. uh, which I'm going to play with here a little bit. And um, this is a man who is an absolute freak for jazz. (laughs) Okay. So here we go. John Coltrane, the loneliest monk, Bill Evans. I'm Logan Tanner, and welcome to my wonderful world of jazz. New York City never sleeps, least of all the jazz clubs. That's why I pack a weekend bag for my nights out. The question is, which club tonight? The Blue Cat? Or maybe I'll do the silly note. Or how about the boogie basement? Or the toe-tapping tiggle? Or Wanda's wacky womb room? Or the hanky humpty horn? Or the brass bungo boogie? Or Auntie Nanny's broken shoe? Or the lead toe licking kick? Or the lick and sip Sunday bungie room? Or the search scoot sweeping boogie suckle? Or the boogie woogie rug burn fleet? Or Honey Bunny's Hen and Horny Hounds. Or Auntie Jane's Drunk Dip and Debbie Dunes. Or the Rumble Tumble Tuggle Twips and Finger Picks. Or the Plucker Pluck Pucker Lips Licked Lucky Lane. Or Boop. Or the Tickle Scrub and Dud Diddy Dundee Gumbo Tune House. Or Mr. Minnie's Hidden Wacky Wacko Doobie Den. Or the Wibble Squibble Ribble Toe Dibby Droop and Scooty Whipple Bits and Wimps. Maybe... Just maybe, I won't have to decide. A tap of the foot and a swing of the hips. My tour to jazz had just begun. (laughs) (laughs) It's so dumb. (laughs) It's fantastic. No, no, you're not. I'm the critic. You're not the critic. Um, it, it's such a perfect context for that kind of style of of like voyaging off and your your like the character that you develop because he is so extremely uncool that like the notion <laughs> that he's a purveyor of jazz and is gonna well, just as as he goes through reading his different you know spots he might hit just the the way it becomes so glaringly apparent that it's just he's just not he's not He's not anything, you know, the natural coolness of jazz is not in his, uh, in his work, in his, in his, uh, in his, uh, personality, but, um, it was hilarious. Um, really great, uh, uh, just like sounds, almost Susian with those venues that you picked up. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm jumping ahead. Maybe you thought he was a really cool jazz cat. Um, well. Okay, well, it's based on, it's based and I'm, on me, and so. I'm projecting projecting onto you, but um, it uh, it was um, I loved it. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess the the seed of the idea was start off with jazz club, obviously jazz club names that sound yeah. realistic, I, the, and the blue cat is actually one. Yeah. Uh, and then slowly just descend, obviously. 
<laughs> um, yeah, it was lovely. I would love to see where where this guy's adventure ends up. Um, so yeah, I actually, I actually, uh, there is a continuation of where it ends up. Okay, and I I filmed something. Uh, <laughs> where it continues is you see him. You're exactly right. He's the he's uh, not cool and. Uh, <laughs> He is, to me, he's like the white guy in a jazz club who's like really trying to embrace jazz. Yep. And like, who's like getting way too, like the music going and he's getting like way too in it. Yeah. And then he starts to like, he's tapping his toes and you see his toes tapping. And then you pan up and he's like really sweating and like just fully exhausted. And just by the end of it, covered in, in sweat. Um, and, so I filmed that a bit ago, and I had forgotten about this like monologue that I wrote before that. <laughs> um, That's great. So, yeah, I, I, uh, um, I, I feel like there's something that I maybe projected a little bit into the, the like the not cool guy who's trying to get into jazz because you know it is it is like um, I don't know I feel like in that I. I if I imagine if I was watching your skit, I'd almost honestly find it kind of earnest and sweet if he was like dancing to the point of sweating at a jazz club. And like, I don't know. I think it was an interesting like microcosm of a lot of things I do as an artist. It's just like, Oh, I'm not, you know, the joke is that I'm not cool enough or I shouldn't be here. Um, and that's the joke. Um, but like, I don't know, not to get too deep with, with this, but. You know, the Go fact there. that that guy, the guy attended, you know, he attended the art club and he is dancing his heart out is like, you know, a real jazz musician would appreciate that. Not like be looking at him for, for what he's not, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of how to be a little more critical here. Um, <laughs> no, it was. Um, Try me. Yeah. Burn me, baby. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what's an example of that, like kind of narration it's kind of like at the start of a movie yeah. a lot of times right like yeah yeah it's like an intro to a hear. character yeah it's like i feel like it's i i kind of see it too like i there's a documentary now um with fred armison where it's making fun of this i, I can't remember what the documentary is but it's a guy who's filming his journey across to somewhere like i, I can't yeah. remember the episode that well one of our li- one of our listeners will probably yeah yeah they'll tweet us this. tweet us at yeah. at the workshop at the workshop uh um but it's kind of that tone of like um follow me follow me on my journey <laughs> like i there's gonna be surprises that come up i don't even know what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah but i'm doing it anyway yeah <laughs> The guy's like really proud of himself for what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the I I kept trying to imagine like what the uh, the video would be. The probably maybe there doesn't need to be the video, but like what the video would be of you like walking down the street or maybe like getting on the plane or I don't know what your your character would be doing as he's reciting. <laughs> all these venues like something has to be going wrong like maybe maybe he's like waiting for the the food cart to come on the airplane and and it's never arriving or something i don't know i love that i just have the the image of of like uh, it's gonna be so hard to describe this but like a neon at first when i say the blue cat you see like a neon sign that says the blue cat 
and then it'll like disappear and then like a new neon sign will come in that says the silly note yeah. and then a new one comes in that says the boogie basement and then all of a sudden it just starts getting into this quick like falling and it just keeps going yeah, I don't know. <laughs> going and going and going exactly these like more and more elaborate signs for these ridiculously long <laughs> club names yeah. wow that was a a very you know um, turns out the critics don't have quite the talons we were expecting in Face the Critics. I know. Um, but, critics. Um, <laughs> I think that's kind of funny if it's built up to be this intense. Yeah. <laughs> extremely yeah, we, intense. We could, choo, 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 choo. <laughs> yeah, we could like lean into it with, uh, you know, like as we're presenting, we could be really timid, like in the lead up to it. It'd be like, oh man, like. Like, please don't rip me. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> exactly. My palms are sweating. I can't. Sorry. We hear like. Can we, start, can we start over? Can we start over, please? Can we start over? <laughs> well, Stu, I have some, a couple things to talk about that are posts that our listeners wouldn't be interested in. Okay. Is there anything you want to um, say to our listeners? Um, we, um, I'd just like to say, um, you know, normally shoot this in the morning. We're shooting it in the evening tonight. Um, it was a little hard for me to see wearing my Maui gyms all recording, but, uh, wouldn't have changed a thing, uh, really helped me keep focused and, and, um, going to wear, wear the gyms. Well, I find that when I, I am currently wearing Maui gyms, by the way, Mm -hmm. Stuart can see that, but my listeners can't. Um, I love that they don't, that I don't get a migraine looking mm. at my computer because I get a shaded view of my computer. Mm. Thanks very, in, very much to, um, Maui gym technology. Yeah, no, they, yeah, they're really pivoting to be an indoor brand. And, and I love that about them. They're indoor outdoor wear. It's great. Yeah. It's so, it's so brave and just, just a brave company that we love partnering with. Mm. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thanks, Maui Jim. Yeah, and thanks, and, Proactive, by the way. We almost... Yeah, we'll work you in next week a bit more. Yeah, um, Proactive, we'll, we'll work you in. But I love Proactive, and I, again, I use that two, three times a day. And my face is... You can't hardly recognize me anymore. Yeah. Looking at you now, uh, it's it's really sublime. I mean, just thinking about the, the zitty, zitty, zitty man you were before, it was... Right. It was hard. Well, I mean, there, there's a reason we started in podcast, you know, like it was hard. Right. To... Well, you know, I, I could have gone on camera and it would have been fine. I think people mm. would have been okay with No, me. yeah, they can do a lot with makeup and, and brushing, airbrush and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But but even even without that, you know, I think I would have been accepted. For no, there's, there, there's some great teenage roles. There's those teenage roles that, you know, really need, you need the, the look, you know, that zitty, extra zitty look for. Huh. Um, huh, and I think you would, why you would have absolutely excelled. Yeah. I mean, totally would have thrived in those, those city, the extra city roles, but, um, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. luckily it's not a, it's not a problem anymore, but yeah. I disagree. I think I would have been accepted more for who I, who I am and mm. people would have seen my soul, uh, before proactive, but they will, um, as I said, it's no longer an issue thanks to Proactive. No, yeah, it's it's great. Proactive really has removed the zit wall between your soul and the outer world, which we're thankful well, to them for. That's very generous of you and uh, that you were blessed with uh, um, a, you're a clear skin 
Mm. Uh, native, you were happened to be blessed with that, and not everyone was. Uh, and so I'm just grateful for what Proactive has been able to, to do. Again, I disagree with what Stuart was saying about the audience. Um, and that, you know, I think where this filmed, it would have been just fine in those days. But yeah, I okay. guess yep, we're here now. And thanks again, Proactive, for everything. And, Thank you, Proactive. Yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, see you guys next week. See you next week.